Hello, Metro Augusta. Hello, Georgia. And hello, wherever you are. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the February 7th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. As always, our show today is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, where we provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. If you haven't already, please follow Local Matters on Facebook, and of course, we ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. When you follow and subscribe, you get notifications when we drop new episodes, and you also get a chance to see other information that we do post on our Facebook page. Additionally, that lets us know that you support our efforts. Today, we are going to talk about some work um, or an upcoming election that is happening in our area. House District 125 has a special election coming up on next week, which is Tuesday. You know, election days are always on Tuesday, Tuesday, February 13th. On that day, residents in Columbia County and a few residents in McDuffie County will go to the polls to select a new state representative in that special election. Of course, early voting started back on January 22nd, and now they're in crunch time in this election. This seat was created when a former state representative, Barry Fleming, was appointed to the Columbia County Judicial Circuit. You may recall that Judge Blanchard announced that he was retiring, and it is the duty and responsibility of our governor, Governor Brian Kemp, to appoint a new judge for that seat. You may recall also a couple of years ago, I did an episode that reviewed the powers of the office of governor, and I talked about how powerful governors are. And this is one example. If a judge require, retires in the middle of his term or has a step down for whatever reason, the governor solely has responsibility for appointing a new person to that seat. In this case, Representative Fleming had served for several years, um, and uh, he's also been a well-known conservative, has had a leadership role in the House of Representatives. And if not, I'm not mistaken, he also played a role in some of the more significant changes to Georgia voting law over the last several years. So uh, Governor Kemp elevated him. I think he was officially installed or um, took office on January 10th. So that created an opening for uh, a new election for District 125. You may also recall that District 125, the district with that number used to be in Richmond County because that was the, the district that I lived in. But with the changes in the last redistricting process, I'm now in 130 and people in Columbia County are now in 125. 
As I said, uh, folks in Grovetown, Appling, and also Deering area of uh, McDuffie County are in this new district. If you want to find out if you're in this district, please go to the Georgia Secretary of State's office, specifically the My Voter page, MVP, uh, to figure out what district you are in and if you are to vote in this particular election. Uh, to give you an idea of how important it is that we pay attention to who it is that we elect to the state legislature, I took a look at laws that went into effect on January 1 of this year, which is to say these were laws that were approved by our state legislature. Uh, they range from tax issues to consumer issues insurance issues, etc. So a lot of times when we will think, hey, there needs to be a law against something, it would be the state legislature that would create that law. For example, um, the things that went into effect on January 1 included the Consumer Access to Contracted Healthcare, or what's referred to as the CATCH Act. This act ensures that consumer access to quality healthcare um, by setting adequacy standards for network plans offered by insurers and guarantees that everyone with insurance has access to primary and specialty care, mental health care, pharmacies and laboratories, and substance abuse treatment programs. So this is very important. We know many times commercial insurance paved the way for physical health, but didn't necessarily take care of substance abuse and mental health. Uh, so this is a change that those things are now guaranteed in Georgia. Also of particular interest to me is that there was a House Bill 128, which was geared or is geared to provide for representation of minority business enterprises, women and veteran owned businesses in the procurement of state contracts. So um, that has always been something that I've been curious about and always, quite frankly, wish Georgia would do more about uh, in my exposure to other states. Many of those have more significant uh, regulations and structures in place to ensure that women and minority owned businesses got a chance to contract with the state. Um, this bill, I took a quick look at it before I recorded this episode, it appears to um, give tax advantages to uh, prime contractors that use minority and women-owned subs, but I have to dig into that a little bit more, uh, but that's something that any of us can do to get a better understanding of how these bills work. Also, uh, the state legislature looks at issues like prestige license plates and special license plates. Um, that would seem to be a relatively minute issue, but somebody does have to govern it. And of course, the state issues those license plates. House Bill 175 is related to the federal regulations regarding safe operation of commercial motor vehicles and carriers. Specifically, it allows prestigious prestige license plates and special plates to be issued for state constitutional officers and members of the Georgia Public Service Commission. Also for retired members of the active reserve components and the Georgia National Guard and members of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. It also amended the code related to constitutional exemption from motor vehicle tax for disabled veterans. So again, the state legislature has control over who has to pay what types of taxes and they exercise their right in this particular case. 
also uh, they made decisions related to uh, ending unwanted auto renewal subscriptions, which is probably a big deal for many of us because a lot of times those subscriptions will renew before we know it. Um, there was House Bill 528, which is geared to make it easier to end unwanted auto renewal subscriptions online and to protect restaurants from third party delivery services by requiring a written agreement between the restaurants and the third party. So earlier I mentioned consumer protection. This is a good example of how the state regulates that uh, and makes sure that uh, we as consumers have a little uh, more rights and won't necessarily be stuck with subscriptions that we don't care to carry anymore. Really important in last year's legislature that went into effect on January 1 is the Mental Health Parity Act. Georgia's Mental Health Parity Act, which was HB 1013, requires that health care insurance plans provide coverage for mental health treatment of substance abuse disorders and that they do so in accordance with the Federal Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equity Act of 2008. Health insurers must also provide an annual comparative analysis report to the insurance commissioner. So this is adding regulation. It's saying that the insurers have to make certain reports to the state insurance commissioner, which sometimes these companies aren't necessarily that thrilled with, that they have to do more, have to provide more reporting. Uh, but it also ensures that um, the treatment is done, that mental health treatment of substance abuse disorders is done in accordance with federal law that actually went into effect back in 2008. So, again, that should improve the quality of service, and that is what we hope our state legislature is there to do for us. Also, um, they looked at income tax rates, which is something that's important to everybody because we all sometimes feel like we're paying too much in taxes. So, the state of Georgia is going into um, or away from the graduated personal income tax with a flat rate tax. Starting on January 1 of this year, that flat rate is 5.49%. Um, and then every year it goes down until 2029. So this year, 5.49. Next year, 5.39. Next year, 5.29. The next year, 5.19. The next year, 5.09. And then in 2029, it'll be a 4.99% flat tax for uh, personal income tax in the state of Georgia. So uh, these are just examples of the significant things that go through the state legislature. And as you know, the foundation of local matters is talking about how important it is that we pay attention to who it is that's elected on the local level. I feel the same way about the state level, and that's why we cover state issues, because many times they're hidden. Many times people don't know what the state legislature does, and this is to give some enlightenment about what you are electing those people to do. On today's show, we've got two candidates who are running. There are a total of five candidates running for that District 125 seat. Two of them agreed to join us today. They are John Turpich, who is a Libertarian candidate, and Kay Turner, who is a Democratic candidate.
So they're going to discuss why they decided to run for office, some of the things that they would hope to accomplish once they get there, if they're successful in winning this seat. So we appreciate them so much for coming in to let them know a little bit more, let us know a little bit more about their platforms. Also tell others in your network that if they miss the radio version, there's always the podcast version available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of the family. Local Matters family, we are joined by John Turpich. He is a candidate for Georgia State House of Representatives, District 125, uh, which represents portions of Columbia County. So uh, we would like to learn a little bit more about him. Don, welcome to the show and tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm John Turpish. I live here in Grovetown. I'm a software developer. Um, I, I work from home, so, you know, we could have lived just about anywhere, but Grovetown seemed to be a great place to raise our kids. Um the district actually includes a little bit of McDuffie County too. Um, so it's most of Columbia County and a little, you know, down by Deering, a little bit of McDuffie. Um, yeah, I have, this is only the second time I've run for office. Um, and I am running as a libertarian, um, which is, you know, one of the more, um, ideological opposition groups, right? We're all about the individual, individual freedoms, individual rights. Um, and it's not, it's not a broad coalition that's just meant to win elections. We actually have a particular vision we seek. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that. Now, are you originally from Columbia County? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned that. I've only lived here for about three years. Uh, before here, we lived in a suburb of uh, Atlanta over in Cobb County. Uh, back then, I was working in an office, and so we we chose to live somewhere very close so I could walk to work. Um, but yeah, now that I can live anywhere I want, um, we pick somewhere a little bit more affordable and friendly. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, welcome to the Augusta area. A little late, but welcome to the Metro Augusta area. Um, can you tell us why did you decide to run for the state house seat? Yeah. So, you know, I get frustrated when there's no one on the ballot that can represent me, nobody who sees things the way I do. Um, it bothers me when there's only two candidates, even though our election system supports three nicely. Um, more often than not, I have a hard time telling who's worse. And even worse um, is elections with only one candidate. To me, that doesn't even really count as an election. And that's what we in this district have usually been facing. We had an incumbent Republican and a lot of people felt like Democrats couldn't overcome simultaneously overcome uh, the partisan lean plus the incumbent advantage. And then all the other parties uh, in a normal election, it's absurdly hard to to get the legal right to to run. Uh, so if I was ever going to realistically vote for someone instead of against someone, it basically had to be a special election and they don't come up very often. So it was like kind of now or never. And I didn't see anybody else stepping up. So I went and, and did so myself. Okay. And how long have you been a libertarian? Um, ideologically, probably since childhood. Um, okay. I've been I've been a member of the party since 2016. Um, I joined when, um, you know, I saw it was going to be Trump versus Clinton, and I I uh, I wanted to know who the libertarians are running, and realized that if I wanted to have a say in who the libertarians are running, I had to join the party. So I did. Okay. All right. As you think about your public life, what would be your greatest accomplishment? 
Yeah, so I've actually had very little public life to speak of, uh, which, you know, kind of makes sense seeing as like the whole thing I want out of politics is to have politics get out of things. Um, I want people to just go about their lives it's kind of ignoring politics and government. Um, I did I did mention I ran for office once before. Um, I got 97,000 votes, which was enough to keep liber- would have been enough to keep, keep libertarians on the ballot, the statewide ballots anyway, which are the easier ones uh, for another two years. Um, I don't think it's actually too impressive because other libertarians were it was it did even better the same year. And so it was kind of redundant. Um, if I, I think I might actually be more proud of the fact that one of my establishment party comp- opponents uh, adopted, like I just stole one of my campaign planks during a public forum, uh, which was very clever. It left me with very little to say, but it's also kind of a win because, you know, if people are insist on voting for these two old parties, the, the, uh, we can at least twist the arm and try to get them to be a little bit better. But yeah, I, I take more pride in my work in the private sector. Okay. And tell me, what office did you run for? I was running for PSC, the Public Service Commission, mostly elect, electricity okay. regulator. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And the last question we have for you is, do you think that the legislative delegation representing uh, Metro Augusta has been effective in improving conditions for people in your area? Mm. Yeah. So I don't really believe the government can improve things on net in order to help one thing. You know, it's a zero sum game or worse, unlike the private sector. So to help one place, they have to take from somebody else and the productivity is lost in the process. But, you know, my whole approach to politics is about harm reduction. And so if you're thinking about improving things by doing less harm, um, I do actually think there has been a little bit of improvement over Georgia governments of the past. Um, but, you know, this just kind of gets to the point of like things could always be worse. And that's certainly true. We don't live in North Korea. Um, things are not that bad here, uh, but it doesn't mean things couldn't be better. Um, you know, I look at the um, there's this uh, freedom in the 50 states report um, and a lot of people disagree with their metrics or their methods. I have issues with some of their weightings about which issues matter more or less. Uh, but, you know, it's a pretty good ballpark approximation of kind of where we're at, I think. And they rank Georgia as number five in economic freedom and number 38 out of the 50 states in personal freedoms. Um, so I think we should, you know, we uh, aim for top three in both. You can't aim for top one. Otherwise, you're just playing to whatever they want you to play to. But, um, you know, on the economic side, that would be things like uh, taxation, occupational licensing and and zoning restrictions. On the personal side, it would be more things like reforming asset forfeiture, uh, limiting excessive fines and takings, and not sending so many nonviolent people to prison. Um, I know some of my people in my district get a little bit nervous when I talk about not sending people to jail or prison who might otherwise have gone. Uh, but like, think about it this way. Georgia has three times the incarceration rate of Minnesota. And... Are Georgians really three times more likely to be a violent criminal than Minnesotans? I, I don't think so. I think Georgians are decent people. Um, so, you know, I think the answer is for sending too, too many people to prison, like whether that's uh, for nonviolent crime that could have been handled differently. Uh, uh, in some cases, things that shouldn't be against the law at all. And in some cases, people are in jail that haven't even been convicted of anything. Um, all right. We're about out of time. But there is one more question I want to ask. If people want to learn more about you, is there a campaign website or social media page or any place they can go? Absolutely. Uh, www.turpish.vote is the website. And at the bottom, it has links to the various socials. 
Okay. All right. Thank you so much for taking this time to be with us here on Local Matters. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Local Matters family, we are joined by Kay Turner, who is running for State House District 125, uh, Georgia Legislature. She's running for that seat. The special election takes place on February 13th. Is that right, Ms. Turner? Yes, February 13th. Okay, so we thank her so much for making herself available to talk to the Local Matters family a little bit about herself. So could you just start off by telling me, hey, are you a native of the area? How long you've been in the area? Just what do you want the registered voters of District 125 to know about Kay Turner? Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Kay Turner. I am a native of Augusta. I'm a native of this area for the last three years. Um, I've come from a entrepreneur background. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 11 years. I'm a mom. I have two beautiful boys. I'm one of five siblings. And like I said, I was raised in the area. Um, just a little bit more about my background as an entrepreneur. I come from cosmetology education as well as being a cosmetology instructor, as well as a salon owner. And I have a brand management company. So I bring a blend into the industry as far as being a politician i try to say that hey i'm not a politician i am the people i'm coming from a realistic background one that has worked as an entrepreneur um, a mother and as well as a daughter a sister um so that's just a little bit about myself okay all right great thank you so much for sharing that um now the big question why did you decide to run for this seat i know this kind of came up at the last minute with yeah. uh, uh former representative fleming being appointed to a judgeship mm-hmm. seat comes open how did you decide you go run for it you know what um as scary as it uh definitely could be i believe that this this seat this seat in general is it serves a different purpose and that's the type of change that I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of something that allows me to reshape policy so that we can aid to a better future. And um, I have my community in mind. I have my children in mind when I say that. So when the seat came up, that was definitely like, okay, wait a minute, this will be, this will be a good start. So I, I have high hopes because of my passion towards want to be wanting to be able to make a, a positive change within um, the community that I'm in. So that was really um, pretty much the passion behind it to go for this seat because it's definitely like a a, whew, a big decision. But like I said, being able to reshape policies, this is where I'll be able to make the most effective change that I hope for. All right. Awesome. And as you think about your public life, um, can you share with us what you consider to be your biggest accomplishment? I believe my biggest accomplishment is being a motivator to my target to my audience being a motivator and by that I mean being able to be a voice you know being a voice even if it is motivating someone to never give up on their dreams of being an entrepreneur or even if if it's informing my community I think that is my biggest accomplishment is being able to use my background you know just being uh, using my niche you know to being able to talk to people inform them about certain things being able to use my voice to spread the word about things that's going on locally um, and being able to be a listener here. I really feel like that is my biggest accomplishment. Okay. And as you said, being a listener ear, who have you been a listener ear for? 
the people, moms, uh, women, women in general, especially with women's rights. You know, I'm able to hear their concerns about that. I'm able to hear a mother's concern about her child's uh, child care within the school system. I'm able to hear other business owners, um, friends of militaries or military people in general. So I'm able to hear a wide range of diversity. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, next big question I want to ask, as you look at our current legislative delegation, do you think that they've been effective in improving conditions for people in your district? I believe there's been change to contribute to that, but I also feel that there is room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. So it's not necessarily saying that they're not contributing. I do feel that they're two different there are two different approaches, especially coming from a Republican and a Democratic approach. So I won't necessarily say that it has not been changed. I just feel like the change is going into one, um, one different, a different area than what I would like for it to be. So once again, I feel like there's always change for improvement. It's not necessarily saying, hey, something's not working. I just feel that all things deserve um, or can use improvement. Awesome. And are there any particular areas, if you look at issues in particular areas in particular, if you are successful in winning this seat that you would want to jump, jump on right away? You know what? Um, if I was to be able to hopefully get in this seat, um, my, my biggest thing is creating more innovation, um, inclusivity and progress. So all areas are functioning. I just want to actually add inclusivity. You know, I want to add innovation. I want to be able to take what I'm hearing. I want to be able to talk to be more inclusive with the community and hear what their needs are to innovate solutions. Um, that's pretty much what my goal is, to bridge the gap, to be a balance, to be able to listen and then apply effective policies and change and improvement for this area. But well, thank you for that. Is one more thing I always ask is if people want to learn more about you, where can they go to do that? Social media, website, tell them how to get more information about Kate Turner. Yes, thank you for that. So on social media, I am on Facebook and Instagram as Kay Turner and it's K-A-Y. Last name Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R. And then you can also go to my website at www k turner campaign and that is k-a-y spelled out turner campaign.com okay all right we got another minute minute and a half left is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners and with the registered voters in district 125 i say take this time to really think about what you want to implement into a neighborhood or into a community and, and things that you want to see and understand that choosing an individual for this position is very crucial to someone that is able to, for one, do the work, keep you informed, and also fight for rights and freedoms. And be able to do um, to do the work, as I said, and provide that space for inclusivity. It's not all about um, fighting for right, as in both sides. It's just more so fighting for the balance. It's fighting for rights and freedoms. I feel like that is a fair chance. So, so I just want to let voters know that, hey, this is a crucial, this is a crucial seat. It's a crucial seat and you want to consider what you want for your community. Consider what you would want for your family when it comes down to choosing somebody for this seat within itself. 
Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much um, for being a guest on Local Matters. You're now officially part of the Local Matters family. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Local Matters family, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and learning more about these two individuals who have decided to run for. Next week, we are going to have as a guest somebody with a fascinating story and that is mark anthony jenkins he's a resident of our area actually lives over on the south carolina side but has roots in augusta and he is going to discuss what it's like to be in prison he spent over 20 years in a north carolina state prison and he is going to talk to us about how he got there uh, what he learned when he was there um, and what life has been like after he's gotten out. So please join us next week to hear this story. Of course, we do this in the context of services provided by state governments, as in, yes, they run prisons. And yes, the state legislators, as we discussed earlier, they help set budgets for prisons. So you'll get a feel for some of the services that are provided to inmates while they're there why some folks get services and others don't. Uh, we're going to delve into all of that. So thanks so much for being a part of the Love of Matters family. And we look forward to you joining us next week. I close with my favorite Bible verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. or Thursday at 7 p.m. here on 103.7 FM or 1600 a.m. Or please go to SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts at any time because local matters.